Hello, and welcome to Organize Holistically. My name is Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I am your holistic process strategist. I help mompreneurs and side hustling professionals to develop, implement, and streamline processes in both your business and your personal life so that you can have better work-life balance and integration. So guys, today I'm going to take you into my back office and I am going to include you in my process of evaluating my email management system. Now we are not going to do this whole thing today, but I do want to share a couple of things with you in relation to evaluating your systems that I feel that you need to know. And because I am in the process of doing this myself, I thought it would be a good time to just talk about what I'm going through, what I'm doing, um, and how you can also begin to do this in your own environment. So the first thing that you need to know is that I have been, uh, you know, I've had my EMS for a number of years, and this is actually my second EMS system that I'm on. And I don't know if I'm going to stay on this one or move to a different one. So there's no determination has been made to date. I am just in the beginning process of figuring all of that out. So Usually what happens um, or how an evaluation comes about is you either feel like you have out, you, you have outgrown the system that you're on. Maybe you don't have a system. And so now you're trying to evaluate what systems you need to have in your business. Or maybe you have just been, um, you just don't like the system anymore that you're using. Maybe you've had some problems with customer service or you've had problems with utilizing the tool. And so you know it's time for you to evaluate what else is out on the market. So whatever your reasoning is for looking at additional tools, other than just seeing a shiny new object and look, you know, being tempted to switch, that I am totally against um, letting that guide you. But Ultimately, if you have a true reason for switching tools, this is kind of the process that I would recommend that you go through. So the very first thing that I want you to do or that I do in my business is I really evaluate the time that I have and like all of the requirements and parameters that I need to work within. So scoping it out, and, and I'm giving you some project management uh, ver verbal, what am I trying to say, terminology um, as I'm going through this, but ultimately scoping out what is it that I'm trying to do? What are the goals? How am I going to be doing this and all of that? So as far as I'm concerned, um, the goal that I have is to find a tool that is right size for me, that is no or low cost, um, and that feel, fulfills all of my needs as it relates to my business today and where I see it going within the next year or two. Um, the other thing that I have um, or need to identify are all of the different requirements that I have for my current EMS and any that it is not currently meeting. So with any tool that is specifically for those of you who have a tool and you're looking to evaluate other tools, um, tools are not apples to apples all the time. You're going to have, this tool is going to have a lot of bells and whistles. They're going to call it something else other than what your tool is having. Um, there may be um, features that are exactly the same, but they're calling them two different things. Um, and there may be additional features that maybe you don't have in your current tool. You never thought that you needed it, but once you hear about it, it's a, it's a, 
one of those things that really triggers you. And now all of a sudden you have to have it, right? So to eliminate um, and kind of blind out your research and your evaluation, the first thing you need to do is create your requirements list. So your requirements list is really going to niche down and say, when you think about this um, event or, or doing this action in your business, what do you need? It doesn't matter what tool you're using. You need this functionality or these features in what it is that you're doing. So when I think about my email management system, I use automation. And what automation is, um, and again, this depends on what your definition of automation is. So you need to be clear, right? And not just say automation. So you sign up for my mailing list, you go through the welcome sequence, right? And which is a number of emails that are just introducing you to my business and what to expect and, and what are some options or features that you have and how to work, kind of like the logistics of working with, with me and being on my mailing list. So once you finish that welcome sequence, I don't want you just sitting there and not having emails come to you. And I don't always send emails out every single, like I'm not physically going in and sending an email every single week. I have content, right, that I want to share with every single one of my subscribers. And I feel that it is very pertinent to what it is that they're coming to me for. But I don't want to sit at my computer every single week and have to come up with content that I'm sending out. There's value in what I've sent out before. So I've created an automation of sorts or, and in some systems it's called a sequence where you are going through and after you finish the welcome sequence, you go over into this bucket and it has maybe 30 emails that I have queued up to go out each week if you are tagged with a specific um, category. So for my business people who sign up for the business track, they have about 30 or 40 emails that have already been written and put into this queue. And so each week is a progression and it's building on top of each other as you go through it. It's not time sensitive. It's just content and information that you as a side hustler or entrepreneur need to have or know in relation to process. So that is something that is very important to me. And I have gotten many, a lot of feedback as, as to the value. So I definitely want to make sure whatever tool I use has the ability to create this um, evergreen newsletter, if you will, of people being able to just sign in and start down that journey, right? Um, that roadmap that I'm leading them on. Additionally, I have it set up so that when they reach a certain place in that, in that evergreen system, and I think it's like email five or something like that, we've told a story, we've built up to a certain point. I want to then offer them the ability to take a course that I have that goes deeper into that topic. And so it pauses the newsletter, moves them over to this section over here, takes them through this automation, right, of explaining why they want to take this course, where the value is, yada, yada. And hopefully from that, they will realize, oh, yeah, I do need to take this course and go and purchase it, right, which um, that part of the automation. Let's say they finish that and um, they didn't buy, which is perfectly fine. When they get done with that, it then restarts this sequence, this evergreen newsletter, and allows them to continue from where they stopped, continue on down. So that is 
really important for my business. And I want to make sure whatever tool I go to either has that a, a similar uh, methodology of being able to start and stop a newsletter, an evergreen newsletter of sorts, and move you over here temporarily. And when you get done, move you back, right? Um, because that is what I, I want to have a clear cut journey and automation. Now, within my current automation, one of the things that is a struggle is that I want to be able to at times say, okay, they've entered this sequence, if you will, this set group of, of emails that I want to go out. This one, I want to go automatically. This one, I don't really care within their journey when it goes. It can go two days later, or it needs to skip a day and then go. But this one right here, I have a set date when it needs to go out. So we need to make sure that it goes out on this day. And if that date passes, it will skip over it. I really want a tool that can do that. And my current tool does not do that. Now, have I evaluated if any other tools have that functionality? Absolutely not. However, as I'm evaluating new tools, that is a feature set that I need to see if anybody has that ability. It may be something that I've created in my head that just doesn't exist and that's okay, but I need to be able to put it down to as an evaluation point. Because when you're comparing apples to apples, right, and you realize that these tools are pretty much the same, but this one has this additional feature that, hey, they've got this one, then you may lean to this one over here. Um, if they're exactly the same and there's no feature differences, then it comes down to cosmetics, to UI or user interface, how it looks to you, how it feels as far as the clunkiness or the colors or just the ease of you moving around. That's when it gets a lot more subjective. So the purpose of your requirements document is really to help you do a comparison of apples to apples and taking the emotion out of it and really dealing with the analytics and the, the, the stats, right? The, the facts of the system um, without adding in those subjective things. So go through your system, figure out what are the features that you're currently using and are really important to the workflow that you have in your business. Um, write those down, put them in categories. You also want to identify features that maybe you utilize but aren't as important. If you didn't have them, it wouldn't be a big deal. Or things that are pain points of, you know, this would be a nice to have if it has this feature, but I understand it may not. Um, or I really want to see how you handle purchases, right? So you may not have a specific this is the, you need to have a, okay. You may say it needs to have a purchase feature. I need to be able to connect my teachable or think if account to my EMS system, right? It needs to have a direct integration. Maybe that's a feature that is on your requirements list. But then an optional feature may be that you want it to be able to segment out in a more detailed fashion, the purchases that are made or that you want it to automatically tag it with something um, within your system. Or, you know, what I'm saying is the way that the feature works. Maybe you don't really care how it works. They have to have it, but you don't really have a preference on how it works. And so under that feature requirement of have a purchase or, or integration with um, your course tool, right? Under that, you may have an optional 
note that says need to demo that section, need to understand how that section works. And what this would trigger for me as I'm looking at this requirements list. So let me pause for a second and say that when I am doing this process, it's not an all do it all in one day type of thing. It's, it's a write your requirements list, take a break, right? Take a step back, let it marinate. You're going to come back and read through the list and verify that there's nothing that is missing from the list. So at the point when you feel like the list is where it needs to be, that is when you will start looking at various tools that could potentially be in the running. Now, you can choose to limit your um, evaluation set or the, or the tools that you are going to evaluate, or you can just say, hey, I'm going to look at everything that I find. I would caution against that because you want to make sure that it really makes sense for where you are in your business. So if you are a um, beauty shop, for example, you're, you're a hairstylist, um, you may research for email management systems that cater to you know, beauty shops. I don't know if there's an email EMS that does that, but they may have different feature sets that are specific or unique for um, stylish, right? Versus um, what I see a lot of times is you've got creators and bloggers versus freelancers or versus a small, small business that um, has 50 employees or you need a tool that is going to allow other people to have access to your account. So um, delegation features and things like that. So depending on the clientele that that particular EMS serves, it may give some different functionality that it may be like the Cadillac and you need the Nissan, right? So it's basically when you look at the industry that you are in, you can do research and say, I'm looking for an EMS that is great for uh, freelancers or an EMS that is great for marketing specialists. That will help you narrow down your market of options that you can choose from. Now, I would suggest maybe look at three to five tools. I definitely would start with three or have that as the minimum. And unless you have really narrowed it down and gotten down to that one, I would say start your search with three to five tools. Once you have evaluated you know, the three to five tools, you'll be able to know, have I found one that looks pretty good or do I need to continue to look? Okay, um, but don't start with this huge list of, of resources and trying to niche it down because you're going to get overwhelmed and it's just going to be way too much that you're going through. So when I'm looking at the tools, let's say that I've chosen my three to five tools. What I'm going to do next um, is I'm going to look at um, what the ratings are looking at customer service, looking at just what have their users, what are people out in the market saying about this particular company? Are they getting the you know 4.5 out of five or are they more towards the 2.5 out of five? That will give you um, kind of an idea of what they're known for or what the feeling is out on the market. Obviously, if there are 2.5 out of five, I'm gonna hesitate and I'm going to make sure that I'm really getting in there deep and figuring out what are the complaints and let me see 
if that's a complaint or something that is important to me. Um, the other thing that I would recommend, okay, so when I say do research as far as where they stand in the market, there are a lot of tools out there that do reviews online. And so all you have to do is literally Google what are the top uh, email management systems of 2021. And what that will do is it will pull back a list of blog posts that have been done, put out there or websites that have done the comparison of these various tools. Now, this is a caution that I will give you. A lot of times companies are paid to do reviews or they are, it is beneficial for them to do a review of a tool that they're favorable of. So you want to make sure that the company that is doing it is unbiased as far as which one is going to win. And they're really doing a true apples to apples comparison of tools and, and not skewing the viewpoint of that. Okay. I mean, you can kind of see that when, when they're writing, you can kind of tell when it's a little bit more skewed than not. Some of that is just writing style, but others, again, you'll know if they're a specialist in, uh, for example, MailChimp, if they're a MailChimp specialist and they've got the little icons on the websites of, hey, I'm a certified MailChimp specialist, well, you know any review that they're going to do on an EMS is more than likely going to be skewed in the favor of MailChimp. Now, if they're a MailChimp and a ConvertKit specialist and they show that, hey, I'll just specialize in all of these different tools, then they're just an EMS specialist and they will probably be a little bit more unbiased because they'll be able to say, okay, if you like, if you need this, this, and this, ConvertKit is probably going to be better for you. And if you have this, this, and this, then MailChimp may be the way that you need to go. So that's how you can kind of determine if the reviews that you're looking at make sense or that you really need to pay attention to them. So I would look at those reviews. The other thing that I would do is utilize YouTube videos to get some real life experience and, and feelings regarding the platform. Now, again, most of these are gonna be skewed in the flavor of one versus the other, but the value of this is that you're getting real life opinions regarding the tools and why they chose what they chose. So this could be good if you are, let's say that you've gotten down to your three, you could put in, and I'm just, I'm just throwing these out here. I don't know, you know, I have no rhyme or reason, but let's say that you're comparing MailChimp, ConvertKit, and MailerLite. You put those three in, say ConvertKit versus MailChimp, ConvertKit versus MailerLite, MailChimp versus MailerLite. Like put all those in the search or just put the three words in the search and see what pops up. And you'll see that lots of people have done comparison videos that will kind of guide you as to which one they prefer and why. And so in this research that you're doing, you're just notating what people are saying. It's not saying that you're going to follow exactly what they, you know, what they're recommending. You're just doing your market research. Another way that you can gather some research, again, we are just gathering research. We are not letting this dictate our choice, okay? But you could go to Facebook or your social media platform and just, if let's say you belong to a business group, for example, you can post in that business group, what I am researching EMSs or email management systems, tell me which ones you use and why you chose it. Like, the one caution I will give you, because I see this all the time where people are like, I'm looking for a new EMS, what do you use? And they just, 
and they use that to get their list of things to choose from. And when you're posting in these groups, be a little bit more specific so that you can get really valuable feedback, okay? So the way that I would suggest you do it is you post in the group and you say, hey, I'm evaluating my my email management system. I'm curious as to what people are using and what made them choose that system or what you're using and what you like about the system. That's giving you a little bit more richer context to go by, right? So you post that, you get that feedback. You're taking this feedback in and, and you can have a spreadsheet or what have you. I may go ahead and create a new video in Organized Academy Vault to kind of walk you through how to gather this information and where to um, keep it so it's all together. But start to gather this information and really do an evaluation as far as what is the market saying about these tools and what, you know, so ultimately you're going to look at your requirements list, right, and what you have determined is important for a tool and also looking at what is the market saying about these tools and where are some places where maybe I need to focus my attention a little more to determine which one makes sense for where I am in my journey. So once you've done that and you've gotten all this market behind the scenes research, then it's time to begin to truly evaluate the tools. And the reason why I have you do that market research ahead of time is so that you have a basis and you have like the questions that you want to ask. You know, if you hear that customer service is really bad with a particular tool, maybe you need to really evaluate what have they done, you know, with this tool in the customer service realm. If you're talking to somebody about the tool, ask them specifically, what has your experience been with customer service or what are you guys doing to improve your customer service? Like the, it's gonna help you develop the right questions to ask in a demo situation or when you are evaluating the tool. So we've got our market research together and now it's time to do the demos um, of the tool. So the way that I typically do this is I start with YouTube. YouTube is such a valuable resource. And so I go to YouTube and I look up the actual tools because more than likely they're going to have the nuts and bolts demos of their tools um, for you to see how they work. Most vendors, specifically software vendors, will do this. Um, one of the things that I will caution you on is that most of the time they're going to be demoing the full feature set. So if you're looking, let's say that you don't even have an EMS and you're looking to find the tool that makes sense for where you are in your business, which is ground zero, you are going to look at those, those demos with understanding that this feature is a is an advanced feature. I'm not, I'm not going to have that. This feature that they're showing, yeah, that's great as I'm thinking about future life, right? Where can I continue to grow and what will be nice to have when I can afford it? But for now, the, your feature set is gonna be much, much smaller. So if you're looking at demos from a standpoint and you're needing a free feature set, then you can put in free, you know, um, convert kit free version, MailChimp free version. Um, Meller, Meller Light free version. And that way you are hopefully will find a demo that either A is just showing the free version feature set 
or it will within the demo de determine or, or show what is a free version versus what is a paid version feature, okay? So start with those videos because that's going to get you kind of just from a user interface and answering some of your basic questions from a requirement standpoint. The other thing that you wanna be careful of when you are looking at these videos is when were the videos created? Because if they were created five years ago, the tool may have had you know, a ton of upgrades since that initial one was done. So you wanna make sure that you are looking at the most recent um, video. If you're not finding recent videos on YouTube, go to the resources website. So I would go to MailChimp's website and look to see if they have demos on their website. Because some companies don't put it on YouTube. They just keep it because they want you in their ecosystem. Um, so you can check there as well. Okay, so we've looked at YouTube. We looked at the, the websites and looked at their um, videos from their website. The next step, is to set up an actual demo. So you can either find a certified resource who can you know, provide a demo for free for you to review the tool or contact the company directly and say, hey, I'm looking at your tool. I would like to have a demo, what can I do? And they may have like scheduled demos or something like that for you to review. Definitely get a clear understanding of what the tool's functionality is and how it matches up with your requirements list. And then also getting the questions answered regarding the review and, and the research you did from the market, okay? So based on that, you've done all your research, you've watched all the demos, you've kind of got an idea at this point which ones you're leading towards, right? Now you just do a comparison. Now, one of the things I did not state is when you're doing these uh, YouTube, watching these YouTube videos and doing these demos, you should try to do them one type or one uh, system at a time. So for example, I've got my requirements list. Today, maybe I'm gonna go and look at um, ConvertKit and all of their, their videos and it's like a convert kit day and I'm going through and I'm trying to go through the requirements list and check off things as I see them or write additional questions as I see them and as I'm watching these videos and maybe two or three days from now I'm going to go in and I'm going to look at MailChimp and I'm going to do the same thing and then two or three days from there I'm going to go and look at um, I don't know Aweber and see what their options are and write those down. So you don't wanna do all of the comparisons in one day and you don't wanna mix them all together. The reason is because after you start looking at these demos, they're all gonna start blending together <laughs> and you're not gonna remember which tool had what thing. You also wanna make sure that you are documenting what you are seeing and, and keeping those separate. So when I say you have a requirements document, you actually have a check sheet. It could be an Excel document or a Word document where you're walk, walking through it as you're watching the demo and making notes to say, okay, yes, it has this feature, but here are some concerns that I have. I do this typically in an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document with a table. So the requirement is here and there's a blank space for me to fill in what, how it met that requirement or where I saw that there was things lacking and did it meet my needs or do we need to continue to look? Is this a positive or a negative, you know, a, a pro or a con? Um, and then that way at the end, let's say I've done all of those reviews, I can sit down and put the sheets together and do a comparison 
apples to apples looking to see, okay, this, this product, it was a con in this column, but these two were positives. Okay, so now I'm seeing apples to apples and I'm able to really without the emotion, remember, we're taking UI out of it, we're taking the subjective stuff out and we're really looking at the feature sets of what really makes sense for your business. So once we narrowed it down, that's when you bring the subjective back in and you say, okay, this one is the right one for my business and this is the direction I'm gonna go. And then you continue on. So obviously this is not a process that is an overnight process. It's something that takes a little bit of time. So I definitely recommend that you start looking at tools three to six months ahead of time, okay? Now in the law firm, where I work and we do this on a regular, we're actually going through this process right now for several tools in our, in our tool set. Um, we start years, you know, like a year or it's usually about a year to a year and a half in advance. And that's because we've got, we've got to do the reviews. We have to set up the various meetings, um, do the financial comparison. Then we're looking at, okay, once we make the decision, then we've got to look at the implementation process. And so, you know, transferring content and data and, and making sure we're training our users. And so that is a big transition for us. And we don't do things lightly at, at the company. So looking at a small business obviously doesn't have as many bells and whistles, not bells and whistles, don't, don't have as much red tape to go through. You don't have as many users that have to be trained. It's usually you or maybe you and a couple of other people. So your window of time that you need is going to be um, reduced. However, uh, you do want to maintain enough time for you to not only make the decision, but also to implement and to test because you want to have a hybrid system of sorts. If you have something already, you want to create a hybrid system where you can put it in place and run some beta tests to make sure that things are set up properly before migrating data in. And then not to mention, you need to make sure that you are adding in time for you to clean up data before you migrate it, okay? So that is really how I go through the process of evaluation, evaluating a tool and then beginning the process of implementation, which I just kind of touched on it a little bit, but there's a lot of things that you need to think about when it comes time to implementing a brand new tool into your environment or your ecosystem. So I hope you found this helpful. I know it was a lot of detail, a lot of information to go over in a short period of time. But if you are interested in going deeper, definitely reach out to me and let me know. Um, for my Organized Academy Vault members, I will more than likely be adding some content to the vault um, that covers this in a little bit more detail because I understand how complicated picking a new tool, or I'm not going to say complicated, but how overwhelming that process can be. And I have seen so many small business owners making the wrong decisions based on emotion, based on the excitement of a brand new bell and whistle that a tool is promising, but they're not able to deliver. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that I really want to help you navigate um, as the time comes forth for your business. So again, it's going to be a, a process that I'm going through over the next um, three to six months 
obviously my contract with my current EMS ends in November. So I have from now, which is we're in the end of June, mid June, um, from now until then, I have to not only make a decision, but also migrate my information over. So I will be taking you on the journey through my social media um, accounts. And so definitely connect with me there to watch the journey unfold. All right. I hope you found this helpful. I'll talk to you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Organized Academy, where you learn all things organizing that will help you holistically balance your business and personal life so you can live the life you always dreamed of living. Learn more today and become a member by visiting organizedacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today, and I hope you found something that will help you in your organizing journey. If you did, consider leaving a comment or review so it will help others know the value that you received. For more information regarding this or any other episode, visit dlmorales.com. And as always, do something today to fill your happiness bucket. I'll see you next time.